I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, ya tervetulua. Toisin friends with friends, Yaksun. Nimini on Pete Allison, Yetama on Dave Cribb, Han on Suomessa. Moi moi. <laughs> uh, do you want to know what? Well, you can probably imagine what I said. I just added he is in Finland. That's good, isn't it? Well done. You've got a lot more um, research than I have, to be perfectly frank. It's one of the strangest things about this holiday because I, I really don't like being in a country where I don't know any of the language, really, you know? Classic Brit abroad, you will speak in my. Native yeah, language. but I hate it. I really don't like it. Like any time you go to a France or a Spain or anything like that, at least you know the sort of basics. And here, it's really not within my wheelhouse. So I've learned sort of like the everyday basics, but that's all I've got, and it's and it's and it's tricky, you know. Um, but there you go. So yes, we're in Finland. Uh, not both of us, just me. Welcome. I'm to not Finland. in Finland though. Uh, to non-Patreon subscribers, I, w- I want to point out to everyone that Dave is recording this episode shortly. Yeah, I'm sort of in my villa. I'm in my nice villa. I'm overlooking. I can, I can t- show you my view, Pete, if you'd like. I'm overlooking a frozen oh. lake. Um, oh, my goodness. From, and, and snowy rooftops. So that's why Dave sounds a little bit different, is because he's he's literally in a different country. What I am going to do is send you a photo of what happened last night on the way home from the pub, because you said to me, what is in Finland? You know, apart from Helsinki earlier. Is, we is it an animal? Is that your guess, yeah? An animal? It's a good guess. I think you saw some sort of Finnish animal. So, wandering back from the pub, the frozen, towards the villa, past the frozen lake, jumped out onto the frozen lake. Did you see a moose? No, mate. Oh, wow. Much better than that, isn't uh, it? It's not it's a moose. moose. Uh, it's the Northern Lights, isn't it? It's all the bloody Northern Lights, mate. Have I told you about my... Um, Northern Lights experience in Iceland. Uh, no. Um, went out on a boat in the middle of the night yeah. to see the Northern Lights in Iceland, as uh, as you do. Um, saw them very briefly for about five seconds. Right. Um, and then got back to the hotel, went on my phone and saw a news article saying, Northern Lights visible from Scotland. Yeah. What the fuck's sake? <laughs> That's literally what happened last night is they were they're supposed to be visible from Scotland. So where we are, we're in a town called Tampere, which is sort of north of, not north of Finland, but north of Helsinki, a couple of hours north of Helsinki. And um, when we got here, they were like, you won't see him. We see him a couple of times a year, Max, you know? And then about three hours later, our Airbnb host just messaged and said, oh, by the way, it's supposed to be able to see the Northern, the, the Nordic lights tonight. That's what they call them here. Um, go and find a nice spot. And we were in the pub and we left the pub, just wandered out. 
five minutes later, there they were, all full glazing. So I feel basically anyone I've told today has been like, you absolute shit. I've tried to go like three times and not seen anything. Or yeah. similar to your story, like I saw it for a second after going on a giant excursion. So coming to you live, bathed right now under the lights of the Northern Lights is Dave Cribb. Thought you, you doing a David Attenborough impression there? No, no, I can I can do better than that. But you know, go on. I just wanted to. Pe- no, I'm not doing that now. Just paint. Right. Should we do? Let's do friends. Let's do this. Let's talk friends. about friends. Right. Well, there's a slight issue here, Dave. Yep. Because whenever somebody requests, you know, you've seen the spreadsheet, haven't you? Actually, you I've probably seen never the have seen it. Uh, have you? Um, mm, I'm aware of it. I've seen the link to the spreadsheet. Yeah, it exists. And what I put in there is the username of the person who requested it, whether they requested it via Instagram, Twitter, etc., etc. I have gone back on Instagram to find the person who requested this week's episode, and they seem to have deleted their account. Oh, no. uh, I can't find their message. Uh, Their username was loosely based on the word Saturn. Uh, If that's you, why did you change your username? I hope you're well. Sorry, I can't read your message out because I don't. I don't know. It's it's somewhere out there in the Instagram universe, possibly. If you change your username, but I don't know where to find it. So the, basically, there is no message. <laughs> There's no message. Okay, fine. No. To sum up, no message. Okay. Well, do you want to improvise one? Hey, my name's Saturn, and I would really like you to do the one with Joey's fridge. Because it's really funny when he eats all the food from the fridge, isn't it? And then there's also the really good bit where... The really problematic bit where Ross uh, doesn't want Elizabeth to go to spring break. And then there's that also that bit where Monica and Chandler and Phoebe try to find a man for Rachel to go to a work event with. And ends in bloody hilarity, doesn't it? Uh, Love the podcast... Love from Saturn. That's yeah, not bad, mate, to be fair. Not bad, not a bad effort. It's always good to hear from our, our friend Saturn, isn't it? Oh, it's lovely to hear from, from Saturn. Thank you for getting in touch, Saturn. Uh, would you like a synopsis? Yeah, go on. 225569, there's your production code. Joey's refrigerator breaks, season six, episode 19, sorry. But unable to afford a new one, he tries to con his friends into paying for it. Meanwhile, Ross's student girlfriend, Elizabeth, is heading to Miami for spring break, unleashing Ross's paranoia over what she might do there. And Rachel asks Phoebe, Monica and Chandler to find her a date for the Ralph Lauren ball. Doesn't really ask them, actually, does she? To be fair, sparking a competition so fierce that when Rachel finds her own date, the three scare him off. Um, so apart from the slight factual error, because Rachel, I don't think at any point ever actually asks, the, you know, does she? She just sort of mentions she needs a date and they, and they all go off to their own devices. Yeah. Where do you want to start then? Fridge, date or a problematical time? Uh, should we get the, the slightly off Ross bit out of the way? Yeah, I mean, so we're in the sort of early throes of the Elizabeth storyline here, aren't we, at the moment? And do you know what? Watching it back, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I I did sort of think as soon as she turned up, oh no, Elizabeth. And I don't mean because of her, like as a character, she's fine. Um, it's just the whole, the it doesn't bring out the best in Ross, does it? This whole character no and I remember like, I just it never really struck me when we were watching it because we were probably a younger than Elizabeth when we were first watching this so it, it didn't quite have the same resonance but now as an older human it just strikes weirdly that he's dating his student that isn't even old enough to drink 
and they're not even allowed to date each other. And, you know, there's just so many layers of this sort of slightly strange relationship, which immediately are apparent and it feels a bit odd, doesn't it? Especially when she walks in and he says, hey, everyone, this is Elizabeth. And she goes, I'm the student. <laughs> As if it's some sort of weird role play. I also, there's that bit um, when they're making out in Ross's office and they're just making out in front of a fucking window. Like, there's yeah. no, I, admittedly, the window is like slightly, um, what do you call Frosted. it? Frosted. Yeah. But still, if someone was making out in there against the window, you would see it. 100%. 100%. I'd say it's one of the most unconvincing bits of acting, not from David Schwimmer, from Ross, the character, when that other professor walks in. Other professor doesn't just walk in. Other professor bursts in incredibly aggressively. Yes. Oh, yes. A real quick burst, isn't it? But Ross, Ross's cover story that he goes for is he's, he's buying Girl Scout cookies from from Elizabeth. Yeah. Um. And word out the case, it doesn't really explain why he jumped out of his fucking skin when that man walked in, does it? He he no. went. He he looks the most guilty of any man I've ever seen, you know? It's almost as if he knows he's doing something very wrong. Yeah, it feels like there's, the risk is too much at this stage for... Uh, I don't want to say it, like, but uh, there's not loads going on between them, is there? It doesn't feel very, like... This is the most exciting thing in the world, so it's worth the risk of all the rules and regulations and moral weirdness and all of that other stuff, does it? It just, I don't know. Does he just think she's fit because she's young and attractive? Like, is that it? Yeah, I think that must be it. There's not much chemistry there. But the other really awful thing that it brings out is the just controlling nature of Ross. It's possibly Ross at his very most controlling. Very most? Is that a thing? This is most controlling. The word most is, is yes. adequate there, isn't it? Um, but when he <laughs> says most. that he says that she like literally can't go to spring yeah. break, red, red flag already, and then he's controlling about her swimwear and later reveals that he hid it. Yeah, both of those moments, the thing where he's like, well, she can't go. And then, you know, what he says about this, the bikini, is this for wearing in front of people? They, they are both lines that could easily and probably fit better with a 20-year-old's father as a character. Do you know what I mean? They were both the sort of thing that a dad would be like, excuse me, you're, no, you're not getting yeah. spring break. Or, you know, it, it felt very parental. parental thing to say, yeah. Yes, and it felt, it was really jarring when you sort of remember they are they are together. Of course, the this, this storyline is, in this episode at least, worth it for Ross's great spring break dancing at the end. Yeah, there's a couple of bits. I would say, going back to that scene we talked about where the professor bursts in, I would say, and this is jumping ahead to our favourite lines bit, but the way Ross says the professor's name is one yeah. that makes me laugh so much. Because yeah, the so professor bursts in against Professor Geller, and he goes, yes, Professor Fernsen, and it goes on like a little bit too long, which just... One of those little friends moments that absolutely makes me piss myself. And this episode's got a couple of them, actually. For a season sixer, it's got some absolutely cracking moments. Um, we get a little bit of um, casual slut-shaming of Elizabeth, don't we? Even though my continuity radar pinged off. I don't think they've even slept together yet, because I think the next episode or the one after, he says they haven't even slept together. But when they're talking about her going to spring bait, when they're talking about her going to spring, spring break... Bake. Spring bake. <laughs> the great springy bake-off. Yeah. Um, Monica basically Ross sort of goes oh you know me and Elizabeth she's cool she's not going to go and sleep with loads of people she's doing my class and Monica goes yeah and she slept with the professor as if to be 
You know, well, she's probably going to bang everyone she ever meets then if she slept with you. I would say that's more of a reflection on on Ross's lack of uh, moral compass than Elizabeth's, the fact that they're sleeping together. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. I think, I think, I mean, let's not get too much into power dynamics and uh, uh, age differences and all that sort of stuff, because it's not really that kind of podcast. Pete, but yeah, it's it's Isn't it? Elizabeth. Oh, no. I'd say is. <laughs> Have I signed up to the wrong Patreon? Elizabeth. I mean, what I would say is it's, it seems like Elizabeth is just, you know, getting excited to be with her cool, sexy professor, but that feels weird to be saying that about Ross, but that, that's her perspective, isn't it? Did you also notice that weird panning shot at the start of a, a scene in Ross's room where the, the camera sort of comes from behind a glass case with some bones in it? It pans up yeah, from that Yeah, it's really point. strange, isn't it? There's a couple of strange bits of, of Ross's office uh, those scenes they just they just seem a bit odd don't they also they seem to make they, it's almost like the set isn't quite big enough because there's that joke isn't there as <laughs> Ross sits down in his chair where he's not really got enough room but that seems like quite an odd joke like <laughs> what like, I, I don't know where that joke really comes from it's almost as if just from the practical layout of the, the set that they're on yeah it feels like his his um, importance has been undermined by the university if they've deliberately given him a, a, a an office where you can't physically fit a chair behind the desk that yeah. feels like you know, right, give give Professor Gallagher the joke office the idiot yeah um, I got some questions about spring break on MTV I'll tell you that for free what do they do do they just show people dancing <laughs> this is my question yeah like, like, like in just... this country do you think they? it's just like uh, uh, Reading or Leeds and they just set a camera up in a field and watch some teenagers pissed and dancing is that is that it that's kind of what I'm interested by and someone will, will, will hopefully give us a bit more information on this but the the context we have as Brits about spring break is basically as presented in, in this episode it's like yes that's where college students go to basically have some sex and get drunk why a national television network would want to to televise that I cannot work out by the way Monica saying that um, spring break's about doing frat guys um, yeah. only until watching it this time did I realise she wasn't saying doing fat guys <laughs> I was like, ah, frat guys, that makes much more sense. Also, Joey mentioning that he was at spring break in 1981 makes makes friends sound so so fucking old. That's so funny, isn't it? I know, it really is. Literally two years after the actual 70s, he's referencing. It just just sounds so old. Oh, I know, I know. But it gives us a nice insight into Joey's character, that doesn't it? That he was going down selling t shirts at spring break. And does he imply that he was sleeping with college girls when he was 13? Let's not let's not go too deep into that. No, let's not get too deep. Should we leave that one there for now? Yes. Right, so Rachel needs a date for this charity ball, doesn't she? Yeah, and you're right. She doesn't actually ask for their help, does she? No, I don't think she does at any point. I mean, there's a strange thing in the first place. If you were in Rachel's situation, you had a work event and you had a plus one... Would you take a stranger? Yeah, you'd want someone that you knew of. I would have thought so. This is I think this might be a slightly different British American dating culture thing that I've never quite wrapped my head around, but the idea of needing a date to a thing. It's the same with weddings, isn't it? You you sort of there's a lot of things in TV and films about oh I need a date for that wedding and they actively go out and search for a stranger that is basically an acceptable person to take to a an event and here 
Like, if that was... If I were Rachel, I'd just take Joey or someone. You know, you'd just be like, who wants to come? I think I'd... Ra- yeah, I think I'd rather, in that situation, take a good friend who I know I'd have a good time with than try and take someone on a first date. Well, especially to a work event. Like, what sort of weird thing are you trying to do where you're... I mean, I presume at any sort of work event, you're still got one eye on, you know, chatting to your bosses and making a good impression and being seen as sociable and interesting and interacting with everyone. You don't want a first date there for that, do you? No, true. Anyway, she doesn't ask them for for dating um, suggestions, but they both independently come up with these two people who... And I, I do love that scene where they're all three of them sat on the couch. Good bit of farce, isn't it, that one? There's a good bit of farce, and Monica and Chandler keep pushing Eldod down. Shout out to the name Eldod, the only time. Right, what I've kind ever of name? It. Yeah, Eldod. Eldod sounds like a character from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I've never heard it in real life before or after. I don't think. In fact, when you Google Eldod, oh, there's an Eldod in the Bible. All right, fair fucks. Oh, okay. But the second suggestion is Eldod friends. So he's clearly one of the only television Eldods. There's also a great bit of, I think. I think Phoebe is great in this episode, by the way. Um, yes. Oh, and also, the, I really respect Phoebe immediately being like, what the fuck is this when Elizabeth and Ross are chatting at the start? Like, it feels like she notices it being bullshit straight away, which I have a lot of respect for. Yeah. <laughs> There's also great... It's really subtle and it's not focused on at all. There's a great bit after Rachel compliments Eldod's hair, where's that bit where she's like, oh, and you really do have very soft hair. And then she carries on talking, and then you just see Phoebe unscripted, then stroke Eldon's hair out of curiosity to just like see what all the fuss is about. It's just really, really subtle and not focused on at all, but it's really funny. Oh, it's really good. I think my favourite bit of this whole scene is so, you know, Monica and Chandler uh, are singing Eldon's praises, and then Phoebe goes, Patrick's really rich. Give us some money. Yeah. <laughs> Patrick is really hot, by the way. Big fan of Patrick. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Although, yeah. although it, he he looks very muscular in his suit, but I think it's I think he just needs a bigger suit. Is he deliberately mu- given sort of a muscle a muscle fit mm. suit if that's even a thing? You know, muscle fit is. I once accidentally tried. I don't have the right. You and I, Dave. I think it's fair to say uh, are not born for muscle fit clothing. No, mate. It's one of the worst. It's one of the worst fits. I have once I once accidentally tried on a muscle fit t-shirt and I've never felt so sad about my clothing and my body in my life. It's awful, isn't it? Honestly, I don't think even if I had the the right physique, I'd want to. It's too it's too restricting, Pete. It's too tight. It's not it's not good for anyone. I don't I just I just don't think we should be living in a world with muscle fit designs. That's that's my two cents. There's a weird bit in this storyline, isn't it, where Phoebe casually lets drop that she regularly violates a lot of sort of moral and legal boundaries whilst at work. <laughs> yeah, by um well there's that strange bit where she sort of uh she sort of laughs saying I know when Chandler realizes she's seen him naked. Yeah. Yeah, so she's she's just looking at everyone's dick, is she? Yeah, but it feels like it, yeah. <laughs> it just feels like that. Oh, there's is a lot of strange the... stuff going on in this episode, isn't there? Yeah, there is a lot. It's very, it is very peculiar. Um, but that that just sort of bit where she's basically recommended this man to Rachel based on the fact that she's had a little look under the towel, you know? <laughs> Which just feels like, hmm, I'm not sure. And even when he's there, she's saying, oh, you know, 
she makes a reference to cover with the exact line, but she makes a reference to, you know, the suit doesn't do justice to what's underneath it. In front of him, as yeah. if to be like, yeah, yeah, I've been checking you out at work, mate. Don't you worry about it. And he's sort of like uh, awkwardly flattered by that, isn't he? He's like, huh, thanks very much. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like, going back to the muscle fit t-shirts, and I don't want to, and I don't wish to cast dispersions, Pete, but the sort of men who fit a muscle fit t-shirt... Probably like being complimented on their muscles? Are often... Yeah, I was. Yeah, that's a nice way of of saying what I was going to say. Yeah. Fucking love themselves. That's what you mean, isn't it? <laughs> I was going to say there's not it's not as much sort of going on back there that you know wow. maybe maybe Dave thinks yeah, if you have a good body, you're thick as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Oh god, we're going to get into trouble here, aren't we? Let's have some adverts, Peter. Yeah. Okay. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Before we move on to the fridge thing, a couple of other things from Rachel's plotline. She finds her own man, doesn't she? But that's a weird situation in itself. She she meets a man at a newsstand, immediately brings him into the coffee house to meet three of her friends. Now, even yes. if this wasn't a weird competition going on, that's a weird fucking situation in itself, isn't it? I appreciate the attachment to Central Perk, but Rachel, if you want to get to know him, just take him somewhere else, because you know your friends are probably going to be there. Right, exactly. They're going to be sat there on the couch just waiting, and then he just lets... She just lets him go and get a coffee and just sits down with her friends. At least just sit at a table at the back and have a little date if that's what you've been Say hey to them and then go and and sit somewhere else. Ooh, there are my friends, you know, in the back of her head, just in case this is shit, I can just involve my friends. But maybe I'll just go and sit at one of those tables at the back and have a little date. Um, But there you go. Anyway, that's the end of Rachel. Not, she's not dead. She's dead. I didn't see that. No. (laughs) Um, I love Joey's fridge plotline. Yes, it is. 
really great. And you saying about like what was the bit you said you laughed out loud at? Um, Ross's Miss Professor Hooven's yeah, because the other yeah. great, really daft bit that really makes me laugh in this is when I know exactly what you're going to say. Is when Joey decides that the best way of making Ross think he's broken the <laughs> yeah. fridge is just by suddenly pushing him into it. <laughs> and their reactions to it. And it's so funny because not only does he do that, he does it in the middle of a sentence when he's trying to give Ross some advice about Elizabeth. <laughs> he sort of goes, yeah, well, you could do that or you could shove. And it's so funny the way they all react. Oh my, I love that scene so much. Yeah, it's great. And then, then him trying to get out at the end where Chandler says, I saw you push him and Joey pauses and he'd see his cogs turning and he just goes, you pushed him. <laughs> This Joey storyline feels very of the moment because it's very sort of cost of living, isn't it? It's very... Yeah, well, I noted down, God, fridges are expensive, aren't they? Yeah, I did. I think like when I first got my flat and I was kitting it out with stuff that I... Like, most people need a fridge, right? That's that's something that you probably don't want to buy, but you kind of need one. Um, yeah. I, I sort of really resented spending money on a fridge because, God, what a boring thing to spend money on. Yes, but then again, it's like, it's the sort of thing about spending money on a mattress, isn't it? Like the amount of actual practical time you need from that item. It's, yeah. you just got to get it right. It works 24 hours a day, one. doesn't it, Dave? A fridge. Absolutely does, mate. Never off, is it? Never off. It's fridges are hard workers. <laughs> Uh, fridges is one of the things I actually now get advertised on Instagram quite a lot because in lockdown I nearly bought a new fridge because I got advertised I think it was a Samsung one where it has like a frosted panel on the front and you tap on it you knock on it twice and then it unfrosts and you can see what's in the fridge before you open the door that's ridiculous and that is ridiculous but so good I'm such a it's sucker it's like you get those fridges that have uh, screens on the outside and a camera to show you inside the fridge have you seen those? right Yes, like, I have. Yeah, what, yeah, absolutely. Like, on, like, just open the fucking door. Like, on what level is that a necessary feature? Not necessary, Peter, but we're not about necessity here in the modern world. The, the world of my Instagram adverts is not about necessity. It's about what will this fucking idiot buy that's a bit novelty. And I fall for it very regularly. Yeah, you do buy a lot of shit, don't you? I do buy a lot of shit. The TV in this villa, actually made by Samsung as well, I think. I'm not sponsored by them. But um, it's a. it looks like a mirror, like an upright mirror. So it's, it's a portrait TV. And then when you turn it on, it just gently spins around to horizontal. And what the fuck are you ever going to need that for? But my God, am I going to buy one? Again, why did anyone decide that that was... That was needed. Well, I was reading up on it, and apparently... You were re- What? <laughs> well, A, I was interested, Pete, and B, I wanted to know how much it was. £950. Um, but apparently, people are trying worlds in which a TV can be portrait as well as landscape, because... All the kids are filming in portrait these uh, days, aren't okay. they? Okay, okay. So you get all your cool sort of Instagram photos, you know, your Insta story photos and video type stuff. They can all go on a telly and you can watch it in high definition. But yeah, anyway, it's not worth a grand. Joey recovers from what looks like quite a serious electric shock remarkably quickly, doesn't he? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He um, He's a resilient man, isn't he? He's, he's going through the wars in this episode. Electric shock... Um, eating a lot of out-of-date food and he doesn't seem to get ill from it. Right, why is he eating limes? Why is he eating limes? Yeah, I wouldn't suggest that that's a necessity, is it? Just sat there chomping through what looks like about three or four limes. (laughs) Pop the limes away, Joe. If your fridge is broken, get a cool bag. We've all got a cool bag knocking about somewhere, haven't we? Do you know what... um, Do you know what I... Do you know what I do with limes, Dave? Um, This is a weird (laughs) subject, but I'm interested... (laughs) 
it's nothing weird, but it always impresses people whenever they come over and I need limes. Gosh, it's even weirder. (laughs) I chop up lime wedges and put them in the freezer for gin and tonics because then you don't they they don't go out of date. So then you put the limes in the in the gin and tonic and they thaw out while they're in the gin and tonic. That's fucking incredible. And also serve as ice cubes. That's fucking amazing. Thank you. That's such See, a good idea. I told you it was impressive. Chop up your little lime wedges and put them in the freezer. That is... I am absolutely sold on that, mate. You've actually taught me something this week and I'm thrilled by that. Oh, well, you're welcome. That's a little life hack I'm going to take into... Not now, because I don't have any limes or indeed a freezer. Oh, I don't have a freezer. Just looked over to see if there's a freezer. Big old freezer, actually. Um, but when I get back, so do you just have them in there all the time? You like yeah. they never, yeah, because presumably they never, they never then go. If off I want then. a spontaneous gin and tonic, oh shit, I haven't got any limes. I'm compromising the quality of my gin and tonic. No, I'm not compromising it because I've got limes in my freezer. The management of citrus fruits is one of the trickiest things to get right because you only really want them for drinks, but you don't want to have them in all the time because then they just sit there in case you're not having a drink for a few days. Then they go off and then suddenly you've got a few people coming around. You need to buy a fucking bag of limes, but then you've got too many limes because nobody needs like 10 limes. It's an absolute faff, isn't it? Dave, too many limes, Crip. Too many limes. The bane (laughs) of my lime. The prime of lime. Prime of limes. Wouldn't Joey's landlord buy him a fridge? Uh, depends whether it's furnished, Dave. But even an unfurnished usually has white goods, right? Uh, I don't know. Do you get a washing machine and things? I suppose you do, don't you? You don't bring your own washing machine. No, you wouldn't. No, no. I've definitely done unfurnished rents before. I mean, we we know that um, America and New York specifically is a bit mad in the sense that most apartments don't even have washing machines so that's different so maybe yeah you could just give them to give your apartment to people on the street can't you if you rent them oh, do you want it yeah fine yeah in you go whatever you want but i would have i would have presumed the landlord would would uh would spring for a fridge wouldn't you maybe um here's a fun fact i discovered in, in the researching this episode. is it about limes it's not it's about friends in the uncut dvd version of this episode when the gang are talking about spring bake and central perk joey tries to blame elizabeth for his broken fridge does he? <laughs> yeah. um i would have liked to see that also yeah. you totally can't say spring break can you no i'm struggling with it aren't i why is you that keep saying spring bake spring bake why is that spring it's break. two it's spring two break. hours in spring quick break. succession isn't it um, spring break yeah, but I'm I, like I don't want to brag, and I don't often. But I think I'm all right at talking mostly. The critics of this podcast might disagree. <laughs> I'm trying to find the uh, the moment where Joey tries to. Oh, here we go. I found this. I found the script. So it's after Ross says, "What if she goes down and sleeps with a bunch of guys?" Well, maybe you don't marry this one. Chandler says. And then Rachel says, I'm sorry, this is very serious. It is. And you know what, Ross, here, you like her, she likes you, everything's going to be fine. Ross, you're right. I'm probably just overreacting. So if she's staying at this party hotel on the beach with a huge pool and free drinks with every meal. So if she's staying... This does, this line doesn't make any sense. So if she is staying at this party hotel on the beach with a huge pool and drinks with every meal. That's not a sentence, is it? Yeah, anyway, Joey then says, if she's got enough money for that, she can certainly pay for the fridge she broke. <laughs> what ends up being his... He doesn't really... This doesn't really get concluded, does it? No, I don't think so. I think he just must buy his own fridge, I guess. Right, Pete. Finland calls. I have to leave the house in three minutes. So here are my favourite lines. Oh. Uh, Chandler, what? Is it a school night and she's got lots of homework to do? And Ross says, yes. Funny. Good. Yeah. Um, Phoebe says, have you seen your guy's body? 
And Chana says, no, our guy is just a floating head. Funny. Um, and my, <laughs> I think my favourite is um, when Chandler walks in on Joey and he's eating and Joey says, how do you want to pay me then? And Chandler says, why, is this a service you're providing me? <laughs> well, I actually have three different favourite lines, Dave. Go for it. Hit me. I like Phoebe's, ooh, sly about Elizabeth and Ross. Yeah. Um, the maybe you don't marry this one about, uh, again, about Ross and Elizabeth. It's on my long list, that. And Ross trying to give Elizabeth other options for things to do instead of going on spring break and saying, are you into crafts at all? That's also <laughs> one of my favorites. Yes, that is funny, despite it being part of Ross's terrible controlling personality, you know? Would you like a quick fire quiz? Because you've got to disappear and do Finland things. Very quick fire, please, Peter. This is from Amy, by the way, who says, Amy's, Amy's observation from this week's, uh, you know, the, the message alongside it. Elizabeth wears four different denim maxi skirts in this episode. I don't know if the stylist got them in some kind of buy three, get one free sale, but there you go. Oh, that's fair enough. Good observation that we didn't... didn't fashion spot, observations, so. yeah. So we're not fashion observers, are we? Uh, question one. What's the topic of Elizabeth's paper that's due tomorrow? Oh, Mol- molecular, uh, something. molecular something. Molecular something. Oh, very pandemic-y. Molecular epidemiology. Uh, wouldn't have got that. That's a no. Uh, question two. What snack does Chandler ask Monica for? I fruit know roll-ups. That's fruit a very funny yeah. line. Yeah. Do you think we talk about our relationship enough? Yes. You're going to need fruit roll-ups. <laughs> uh, question three. Name three of the things that Joey says he ate from the fridge. We can do this. He says cold cuts. Yeah, limes. Famously limes. Uh, st- the Ice brown, cream he's eating, stuff. Yeah, so we can yeah, name four. Yeah, the stuff in the brown jar. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, question four. What number is on the door of Ross's office? No idea. No idea. 219. And uh, finally, question five. What's Ross's sister called? And uh, <laughs> What? Amy adds, my boyfriend wanted to write a question for the quiz but did not watch the episode. <laughs> so I, I feel like you should get this one, Dave. I'm going to go for Monica. That is correct. It is Monica. Um, Good. An easy one for us. Thanks, Amy's boyfriend. Right. Finally, next week's episode is a request from Kirsty, and it is the one with the mugging. Season 9, episode 15. Ooh, okay. One with the mugging. Well, do you know what, Peter? I'm going to go off to Finland now, where I am, but I'm going to leave the house, and I will see you next week. Do some Finland things. Have fun. Stay safe. Enjoy the Northern Lights. Have Finn. Oh, God. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.